What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by EaseWellness.com. Promo code HAM. Promo code HAM, promo code HAM, easewellness.com, best CBD products delivered to your house. And, John, it's brought to you by Hair Club. Hairclub.com slash ham, guy. Hairclub.com slash ham. Support the pod. On to the segment. Kittle said a lot. Um, I think the one thing that I really took away was, you know, the conversation about Kyle, one of the many things that we talked about with George there. Uh, very meaty. And, uh, I mean, I love the analysis of, one of the plays where he said, one of the things Kyle said, as long as you don't trip, this play is going to work. It's pretty impressive. I mean, you could see looking at his face, like he was, he, he, he had 50 examples on deck. He could have given us for all the things Kyle has told him that have worked out perfectly. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no argument that the player belief in that room on their coach is super high. And you had a great quote before we started recording today. He's got to be the maybe the lone guy in the league right now that his record, now granted it's only a two-year record, does not match up with the way people talk about him. Around the league, we've yeah. said it over and over. Like, see on the hot seat? Well, you fire him tomorrow, he would be hired immediately. Like he would have his pick of the litter of jobs. So that's what the league thinks of him. And then the players, it's well known now the way they think about him. So to me, it's just simple. Like it's time now. Now, obviously, this is dependent, and the contingency here is Jimmy playing 16 games. If Jimmy plays 16 games, you got to make the playoffs. You just got to. Like, Sean McVay showed up, and they made the playoffs. Just make the playoffs. Care how you get there. Don't care what your record is. Just make the playoffs. Win a wild card. It's time. This is the year, 2019. Make the playoffs. Because a coach that good guy doesn't go three or four years without making the playoffs. It's not just how – it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, I mean, he's getting next year no matter what happens. Well, I'm, but so I wouldn't I fire him anywhere. I, that's not the. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's time now. Yeah, you're saying it's time because you think they're ready to do it, or you're saying it's time. What do you mean by it's time? Well, I'm just saying if you're that good of a coach, like you make the playoffs one time. You're in saying three if years. they don't make the playoffs, you don't. You begin to doubt if he's actually that good of a coach. 
No, I'm just saying it's this year. It's just you just make the playoffs this year if you're that good of a coach. The way I think about him, the way I talk about him, just time to do it. I don't think there's like you not. I'm not gonna fire him or anything, but we'll have the conference. I don't know, like crush. I, I don't even. I'm just saying it's just time. It's just that's just it. It's fucking time to make the playoffs. But there is a scenario where they don't make the playoffs, and you still think highly of him as a coach. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I, 100%, but my point Like, they go 8-8, eight eight, the NFC's really good. That 8-8 does, eight eight doesn't equate to the playoffs. That would be an extremely disappointing year. Like, I, I think anything but the playoffs is going to feel like an extremely disappointing year for this team. Just that simple. From the fans. I mean, they've been they've been so shitty because the hype on this guy, the way all these fans keep hearing their players talk about him, usually don't see a coach get spoken about like this and cons- consistently get their ass kicked. Now, obviously, half the, you know part of the team is not under his control. I mean, it technically is, but he's not a defensive guy. That would maybe start being a knock, right? You know, if their offense is really good and the reason they go 8-8 eight eight because they lost a couple shootouts, you go, well, the knock on he doesn't know anything about defense. Like, Andy overcomes it, right? His defenses have been shitty the last couple of years. Didn't phase them at all. Yeah, I'm just saying there's – if you, you're telling me if he doesn't make the playoffs, you'll think, you'll still think he's a good coach. Yeah, like it's pretty well established. He knows what he's doing. But at the end of the day, like being this elite offensive mind and all the stuff we talk about him, like we just casually talk about him, like him and Sean McVay and you and I think, like I don't think there's a difference. Yeah. You know, I think Sean, you'd look like you work for the 49ers right now if you pick Sean, or I mean pick Kyle over Sean because the evidence we have. This is a year where Kyle can throw his hat back in the ring. Are you sure? Just for the casual guy, let alone like – because I – I struggle to even say that right now. Like, I, I know Sean could get me to the Super Bowl. Like, Kyle's never – in the one time Kyle made it to the Super Bowl, now he was the offensive coordinator, but let's call – he probably should call some runs. Now, you know, that's – I think the argument would be, well, Dan Quinn should have told him his job score points, whatever. But it's just time. You, you don't be – the way we talk about him, like he's one of the best coaches in the league when it comes to offense. If you're that good, like Andy doesn't miss the playoffs. Sean McVay doesn't miss the playoffs, guy. No, I get it all. I understand that it's t- I agree that Bruce it's Arians time. Bruce Arians showed up to Arizona and went 10 and 6 year 1 when Seattle and San Francisco were good. I agree that it's time, but my point is a lot of times when we talk like that, that means there's like to me what's different about him is I think he's got a lot of equity for a guy that hasn't put it on paper as a head coach. Like internal equity with his players and with his organization. And yeah, I think it makes it a pretty fire anytime soon. Yeah, but I think it makes it a pretty unique situation if he's if if he's such a high level coach that he doesn't make the playoffs at a time that we think it's time to make the playoffs, and we still think that he's a high level coach. Now, part of that is like we'd have to, what does it look like? How does it all play out? Uh, like if you go four years up making the playoffs, so he misses this year and then he misses next year, it starts getting the feel like Harbaugh's experiencing some of this in Michigan, and he's had way more success than Kyle. It's like, come on, Jim, we got to make the playoffs here. We don't right. even I didn't include. I didn't throw next year in there. You threw next year in there. Yeah, but he's not. He's not. You're not going to upgrade. Like it's clear he's a really good coach. But when no, you're no, really I'm saying I didn't say he didn't make. The, I didn't say he doesn't make the playoffs in 2020. You added 2020. Well, I'm just starting to. I'm just saying like a four year span because you could argue three is really short. I just know good coaches. We can do studies on this. They make the playoffs very quickly. They make the playoffs very quickly. And that that's an argument kind of against Jim Harbaugh, like Saban. Urban, like boom, their second season or third season, they always went like twelve and one. Like Kyle, like Andy's first season in Kansas City, boom, started winning. 
Now, you could argue the team was better, whatever. You're in year three now. Year three when you've kind of been in charge, too. So it's like this is the year. If Jimmy plays 16 games, to me, it'll be, it'll be, it won't be good. You got to fucking make the playoffs. Yeah, I think if this team goes eight and eight and doesn't make the playoffs, that will be disappointing. I agree with that. Is it bad? I don't know that it'll look bad at eight and eight. I don't know. It might. I'm not saying it wouldn't, but like, well, is this well, organization really in a position? Case. Is this organization really in a position where we can just say eight and eight would just bottom line look bad? There's no way around it. I don't think they're there. Well, see, here's where I would disagree. They have what's wildly considered a top five offensive coach, who's their head coach in the NFL. And so you go, who are the other ones? McVay, Andy, Peyton. Uh, Bill O'Brien, the offensive minds all around, was rattling off playoffs every year. So you go, okay, well, is he a first-year guy? Turned it over. No, he's been there three years. Go, okay, they have a quarterback. Yeah, they got this guy that the league views when he's on the field as fucking a baller, and they paid him huge money. So you got the quarterback and the coach. Like, you just find a way to overcome. Now, if the, if it's 8-8, eight and eight, like if they end up at 8-8 eight and eight because they had a top-five scoring offense, but they had the worst scoring defense in the league, you go, that that would be something, but that would be the only scenario where I'd go. Okay, I can understand eight and eight. To me, I I'm with you. This organization, quote unquote, can't complain about eight and eight. The only time well, I just mean like last year, Dallas went ten and six, Philly went nine and seven, Chicago went twelve and four, the Saints went thirteen and three, the Rams went thirteen and three, the Seahawks went ten and six. Those were your playoff teams. Uh, Minnesota missed the playoffs at eight seven and one. Yeah, but they had, just, they had just come off the NFC Championship. No, I'm just talking about what it takes to make the playoffs in the NFC. I, the way I look at it, guy, it's pretty black and white, and I know there's nuance, and I know there's context to all this stuff, but you just rattle off a bunch of coaches, like Pete Carroll immediately starts making the playoffs. Mike Zimmer gets his first NFL job, immediately starts making the playoffs. Andy Reid goes wherever, they immediately start making the playoffs. Arian shows up, you start making the playoffs. Like all the, Doug Peterson shows up. After one year, boom, Super Bowl. But I'm not even asking Super Bowl. I'm just saying make the playoffs. Like, it's pretty clear in the NFL, if you're a really good coach, you make the playoffs fast. So if Kyle's really going to be able to hold this, like, is he just a glorified offensive coordinator? Which, again, I don't think he is. But, like, you, you got to make the playoffs. You can make you could have made excuses for fucking everyone. wherever. Well, yeah, but, okay, but what I'm saying is then if he doesn't make the playoffs, then what, then based on all that, don't you have to change the way you look at him? Yeah, then, the I, playoffs yeah then I think it's fair to, like, we can't keep talking about him and with Arians and Andy and right. McVay. That's, that's ultimately what I'm getting at. Especially, like, if McVay makes the playoffs again, you'd be like, and Kyle misses. You're like, we can't, we got to stop talking about it like this because this is not the – like, there's no Chris Paul and Steph Curry. The conversations are over. Chris is over here and Steph's up here, right? Yeah, so we're, Russell we're, and yeah. Colin. We're, get, we're getting to – yeah, we're getting to this fork in the road moment where the hype has not – slowly diminished because it's not just oh you guys just live in the bay area no we what we brought up with uh with kittle was something on left coast show you know and chris sims who's tight with kyle always has these guys on his shows and talks about it like it's all over the country people talk about kyle like this so now it's just time and again i believe in him i think he's i i i, I would not be like yeah i think they can make the playoffs part of the reason i say that is one i think jimmy's a stud but even probably more than Jimmy. Now, actually, not more than Jimmy because we've seen like Kyle can only do so much if he's got Mullins. Jimmy's Jimmy's the most important thing. But I think Kyle's a playoff level guy. Now it's just time to do it. 
they, they've added, and then they got their defensive coordinator some help, uh, the crazy defensive line coach that was Jim Washburn's, Washburn's right-hand guy who we saw out there coaching defensive line. Now part of this is like, like they're to, I, to make the playoffs. Dick Bosa got to play. Like there's variables. Yeah, I I just I guess part of why I'm saying this too is I have because I do believe in him and I do believe in Jimmy. I have a hard time seeing them have a season that at the end I look at it and go, God, I just don't believe in Kyle anymore. I have a hard time seeing whatever that is, and I have a harder time seeing that than I do seeing a team miss a play. Like teams miss play. Like, again, well, I I didn't say I would stop believing him. I'm going to say I just can't I can't keep including him in these lists. <laughs> You know, the well, way yeah, I talk that, about it. I mean, to me, even at this point, we try not to be just results-oriented and actually look at what's happening, which is part of why the Kittle insight is so great. You, you could argue at right some now point, it's the not results fair do. to put, Yeah, it's not fair to put Kyle, like, he hasn't done enough as a head coach to be considered with the McVeighs, Andes, Paytons, Arians. Like, those guys yeah, show but up. I also would say, like, to, your, to, if, to, to flip to your side on this for a second, I would say, like, that's part of predicting stuff, projecting stuff, right? At one point in time, Wilbon was like, Derek Carr and Colin Kaepernick in the same situ- in the same sentence? That's insane. It's like, well, it's coming. And then, you know, it's like some, what, what did he say? Uh, how did he uh, phrase it? Because he was kind of like uh, dismissive of you. But I don't remember yeah. how he said it. Shows you the power. Did you put it somewhere? Like, did he say like on Twitter or something like that? How did no, he? I thought I thought it was like on Lance Zerline's side or something. I, I can't even remember where I put it. But were you writing briefly for uh, what was that site? Like dra- was, yeah, but this was something different. This was like sideline. This was I think Zerline's site. I thought yeah. What was that site called? It just because he did you. he did a, something like wrote on something called sideline.com or something yeah, like si- that. Right? Sideline view or something. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what it was. It, it was it shows you the power of quarterbacks, right? I mean, just John Middlecoff, former scout, writing on the sideline view about Kaepernick and Carr. Boom! I get my own two minutes on PTI pretty early too. I mean, I think it was in the first couple segments because it got picked up and it was just the classic this was before kneeling too but where Kaepernick was really polarizing as a football player and you just talked about him it'd be like boom he'd lead first take he'd lean PTI it might have led the show guy thinking back really because I think it was just it might have been like written in July you know when there's nothing going on and you're kind of fishing and this was before – it was at a time like LeBron was kind of set. There wasn't that much player movement yet in the NBA. Because if you don't have much player movement in the NBA and the NBA Finals ends, there's not much going on from about mid-June till training camp starts, right? If you're doing a show like this, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. So you just – you're desperate for some – oh, NFL scouts said that uh, Carr's better than Kaepernick? And that was Ka- Carr – might have played two years. It wasn't after his rookie year. Might have been after his rookie year, actually. That's where it was like. I think it was after his rookie year. Yeah. It was so, definitely after his rookie year. But anyway, uh, Kittle. But again, like I'll, I'll give you another example. I just think this team. I think their margins are thin. I just think they're they're. they're but again, like good being coaches, healthy. No, I agree. I, I agree with everything you're saying. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I'm just looking at this team right now, and I think their margins are thin. And I'm not trying to be like. Do you agree with that? Or, or doing some old school sports take. I'm just saying that, like three years in, because I, I I'm going to use this as an example. 
no one on this earth beside the Del Rio family would say Jack is a better coach than Kyle. If you could have one coach, go to every NFL team, every NFL player, they'd all pick Kyle over Jack. Jack made the playoffs with the fucking Oakland Raiders in year two. You know? Now, granted, it fell apart after that, but he still, say what you want, in Jack's three years as the Oakland Raider coach, he made the playoffs in one of them. So you usually just a solid coach. So what does coach. that mean? But I'm just saying, like, you wouldn't argue. Like, Jack's solid. Like, Jack was a functional head coach. Like, Kyle is too good. I, I think here's the better one. Kyle's too good to not keep not making the playoffs. He's too fucking good of a coach. Because the Jack Del Rio's the – now Marvin's better than Jack. But, like, just solid coaches can make the playoffs. Solid coaches. But the really good ones, like Arians – they go they go double digit wins every year. You know? Andy, double digit wins every year. Sean Payton. Hit a couple down years, but he had stacked up so many playoff appearances. Harbaugh's worst year eight and eight. Like you just Pete Carroll, shittiest year nine and seven. Like Kyle's is too good of a coach not to find a, a will, there's a way, just fucking get it done. I because you could do context in some of their seasons too, right? Well you should. There isn't everything that doesn't context. But I'm just saying, like, even in the seasons that like Seattle last year went ten and six, made the playoffs. They just found a way. Well, look at last year with the Eagles nine and seven. Dude, I'm not arguing good coaches don't make the playoffs. So That's I, not what I'm arguing. Like, I'm just arguing, like I don't know how in June we can say what eight and eight's going to look like, or nine I, and I seven, know, or whatever. I, I, I do know, given eight, how bad this franchise has been, given the, I mean, but to me that's who even cares, you know? Well, it matters if you're ro- depending what state your roster is in when you. How long does it take you to put a roster together? He's got three years now. Well, absolutely. So I think that, like, here's what I do know about 8-8, eight and eight, which is a huge improvement from drafting two overall, but it's still 98% of the time means you're not playing in January. Like, 9-7. and seven, But that's, that's what my point ultimately is, like, shouldn't we judge 16 games as more valuable than yes or no, no you're in the playoffs? I mean, no, absolutely it tells us more than an individual. Like, if you said right now there is no scenario where 9-7 and seven, but no playoffs – has positives out of it. Like, I don't understand how you could say that. Well, to me, there's a big difference between nine and seven and eight and eight. Cause yeah. And that, and, and that seven, difference might be one tipped ball, but I, I, I could live with the last game of the season. You lost on like, so, yeah, something weird. Then like eight and eight, you're probably out of the playoffs by like December 10th. You know, it's like, God, it's, you're gonna have to overcome three people. Like the, the Eagles are a good example of the majority of their season was shitty. And then a lot of it was like, God, Carson's just been off. And then, boom, he goes away, and they start rallying the troops, and they make this run. But you know what like their high end, wa- end, end is. Now, Doug's year last year doesn't exceed the Super Bowl, but don't you think Doug's year last year like kind of validated him? You can't mention good coaches without mentioning my name again. Like I, I wasn't just a one-year, one-hitter quitter Brian Billick here. Like, you saw what I did two years in a row when shit was against the fans. And then I went on the road and won a playoff game. I'm not even asking them to do crazy Doug Peterson shit yet. Like, go on the road and win a playoff game. Just get there. Then you can get blown out or whatever. Well, no, just no get- doubt. But, I mean, like, to me, there's a difference between Andy getting Alex in his first year and Kyle getting Jimmy well, for a that's handful why, of games in year two. Why well, I gave him a pass last year. We got him for a handful of games in game one. Or in year one, yeah, then he got into year one, year and, ball, and that, that was part of why everyone got so excited going into year two. So I just think, I just think when you look at the history of the league, and just that's all I'm going. History of the league, good coaches get in the playoffs. 
Now, if Jimmy gets hurt again, the elephant in the room would just be they went all in on this guy that always gets hurt and they'd have to move off him. But if he's healthy, they got they got to make the playoffs because that's what good coaches do. They just make the playoffs. I, I just think it's that. I, I really think it's kind of that simple. He's, I just don't. I can't. I can't get on board with gotta if there's actually no consequences for not doing it. That's that's where I'm at. Well, yeah, he's not going to get fired, but he just no longer is considered this super bright offensive mind if he can't make the playoffs. But then he's just not really a good head coach. But that's what it's more about than whether or not he's a good offensive mind. Yeah, we we know we have the evidence is in. He's a great off. He's a great offensive mind, but he's also the head coach. Like that's the one thing you go. That's, I'll agree with you there. Is Bill O'Brien? Is he like Kyle Shanahan's offensive mind? I don't know, but can he fucking lead the troops? Yes, he can lead the troops. Right. Andy and Sean are viewed more as like they can kind of do both. They can lead the troops, but they're like super dynamic X's and O's. Bill might even be closer to Jim Harbaugh, but what do I know with Bill O'Brien? Like, what do you expect the Texans to do this year when dust settles? Probably be a wild card team. Yeah. Right? And that's where, I, I again, just when your coach is as good as the way he's talked about internally in the league, I'm not even talking media people or even players. I'm just talking about like what the owners and GMs and other coaches view this guy as. He, he just, it's time. You're right. He's not going to get fired because you wouldn't find anyone better. But like we just mentioned, it'd be like, God, well, he's got to get a new defensive coordinator, you know? Right. But that that's where. That's part. And that is, are you making the right decision on that decision as part of being a head coach? I think the example then starts being, well, and also, how do his draft, like, does Nick Bosa, what does he do? Like, you drafted this player, right? That's part of the reflection of him. Well, and you also go, well, part of what makes Andy really good is he hired Jim Johnson. And then even after the Juan Castillo disaster, he hired this guy Bob Sutton. And then once he kind of fell apart, he went and got Steve Spagnola, Sean Payton. You know, they just, like, Kyle, part of being a head coach, you know who to hire as a defensive coordinator? Well, but now, he, I like Robert Saul. I'm rooting for him. But The part we haven't talked about here is, like, is Debo Samuel look like a dude? Does Nick Bosa play? Does he look like a dude? Right? Is Debo Samuel look like just he's going? You are going to make him a. You're going to make him your wide receiver version of George Kittle. That's even probably a little strong. But. You do. You do acknowledge that this could be like five years. They miss the playoffs all those years. He ends up just getting let go because it just never materializes. And you just go, well, if he just would have had like a John Schneider next to him, helping yeah, him pick absolutely. Player, but I'm, I guess maybe I stumbled into this too. Took me too long to get here. But part of the evaluation this year is going to be. How, how does Debo Samuel look? Does Dante Pettis, you use the second rounder on him. You pick the offensive players. How does he look? But I, I think one of the elephant in the room with Kyle, too, though, is like over the years, some coaches be like, the GM screwed them, right? This one is like, well, Kyle's the well, one. That's what I'm, and, that's what, and that's where I am wholeheartedly agreeing with you, is if Debo Samuel doesn't look like a dude this year, then that's part like, of this evaluation because like they need him day- to be good. Like, if they miss the playoffs back-to-back years, 19 and 20, does this lead to, you know, we love John Lynch, maybe going on a different role, but we need to get Kyle like a Bill Polian type. Well, that's where there's a difference this year between 8 and 8 and 6 and 10, right? You start having that conversation after 6 and 10. 6 and 10, they're a disaster. So. You agree if 6 and 10 would just be a disaster. Yeah. And it's more it's more than Robert Saul losing his job, it feel, would feel like. That's that's where you start thinking because because at that point six and ten it's like Debo's not any good Bosa doesn't play well to Dante me, six, hasn't gotten any good six and ten could also be Jimmy got hurt again well and then it was but just, yeah but I mean that's that's 
obviously a whole other thing. If Jimmy gets hurt, that's just about, do you need another quarterback? And the answer would be 100% yes. But you might not get like, you know, you might draft one. It doesn't mean Jimmy's not your start. You're opening a quarterback in 2020. Well, no, he'd be, but he just becomes Ryan Tannehill, a better version of Ryan Tannehill. So we think, I mean, I think, yeah, better version. I'm saying if Jimmy were to have a major injury this year, that's what you become. You're just the always hurt guy who's just a better player, but he's always hurt. Or, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, it's probably more like an NBA player. You're like, you're like Derrick Rose or something, but not even because you can't Well, it's play. just when you're, when, but he's still young enough. He's still, he'd keep getting, chance. he'd have the chance to put the, to put together a five-year stretch where he doesn't get hurt. He would get that opportunity. But it might happen in like when he's 31 to 36 somewhere else. Yeah, I just well, but what I'm up. saying is like he might be if he's healthy by the next year's camp, he might be good enough to just beat out whoever you drafted. Well, thinking well, he he, he would be good enough, but I I couldn't stand behind like you can't keep believing in this guy. For, yeah, for, for believe the, or for not, the, he would get for the, the amount of, for the amount of money you're paying him because when you're paying but him that believe much money, believe or not, he would get the opportunity. You're just saying you don't just base everything around him, which I agree with. If if you told me that like week three he broke his collarbone is out for the season or just you know. I'd be like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not big on holding out hope for guys that consistently show you they get hurt because that, that always leads to the same thing. Yeah, but I'm not talking about hope. I'm just saying when you're a quarterback who we think is good, you just you are just going to get more chances because someone else has to come take your job. If you're- well, 100, so I'm telling you this. Jimmy has a devastating injury in October and misses 12, you know, 11 games. You can't roll back into next season and be like like you did this season. Like, Jimmy's still our guy. Yeah. Like, as long as he's to, healthy, we're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, you have to go then, like, if Marcus Mariota gets cut, bring him in, draft a quarterback really high. You have to do something else. Now, you keep Jimmy on your roster. That's fine. Why are we, but, why are we doing this in June, huh? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Well, because we, we, we got time. I mean, again, this is – We just talked to Kittle. We got McGlinchey next where, week. This is, where, this is why Carr, Kaepernick conversation is up in PTI. There's only so much you want to talk about. We the, got uh, plenty to talk about. We don't have to beat ourselves, uh, punch ourselves in the face. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.